so secret. He's <laughs> so cute. Oh, look at your baby head. It's your baby. Hi, we're literary bitch craftish. <laughs> we're doing a real bad job of all three of us being in a room together. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I mean, we saw Spencer ah together. <laughs> Yeah, we are neglecting you guys to go watch Kristen Stewart. I hope you don't mind. It doesn't matter. We already did it. <laughs> and it was for, gay. Don't ask for permission. Ask uh, for forgiveness. That's a Halsey it. quote. No, it's not. Halsey does say it, though. But it's not her quote. No, it's Hal- She did it most recently. And, you know, as a fellow black woman, you know, she's... I literally couldn't get it out. I was going to go, she's my Negro queen. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't force it out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Halsey. <laughs> I don't think she cares. Malsey would care. She would. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a TikTok today that was like, a point of view, you're at the mall to see the cool indie girl sing. <laughs> and then <laughs> that thing, and then they're like, let go. <laughs> God, it's insane to me because I always think of like, like I'm a normal person. You're a normal, no, you're a goddess, but I'm a normie. Okay. I thought you're like I'm a normal person. And I thought you're gonna be like you're not really normal, and I'm like, are you serious, bitch? I like that you thought I was going the opposite way. I'm a normal person. You're human. Ish. Ish. You're human adjacent. Um, no, I was going to say, like, Laura, point is, we have, like, normal interests that I always think about, like, because I think about all my friends and how, like, talented they are and how much I think they can become so successful, and then I think of, like, what is our Malsy? What is our Hailer cover song? What is, because everybody has one, and I think of, like, you know, Nicole and Horses, obviously that's going to be her kryptonite i just don't have any shame and i don't really think you do either like yeah, i don't think really nicole does either things. outside of being a horse girl so like it's and even then like i feel like nicola's like had this character arc in the podcast of being like i like horses to like i'm a horse girl and i'll have one of them bite you <laughs> like she's like mm, a good five episodes away from a fursona at this point and <laughs> she's not even that so she can hear it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna keep that I'm saying it to her. Nicole, I'll help fund your fursuit. <laughs> oh, my big beach. Which mine would be iconic boys fan fiction. Easy. <laughs> I can't find any of it, but if I ever became famous, someone would. <laughs> anyway, today we're going to talk about fan fiction. Laura and I have talked about fan fiction before, and we will do it again. <laughs> and we'll do it again. <laughs> What do you want to start with? There's, I mean, the, the discussion of fan fiction is so big and vast. For any of you that somehow don't know what fan fiction is, which you should, you aren't listening to this podcast if you don't, but if for any reason you do, like if, I don't know, we paid for an Instagram ad and you came here on accident because you thought we sold hot sauce or something, um, fan fiction is fiction written by fans about things they like. <laughs> I mean, technically, the Bible is fan fiction. Every time I hear that, it like, and it even like fucks with my head because then I think of the fact that we use terminology from like biblical terminology surrounding fan fiction, like canon. The origins of the word canon are the, I know. the Bible. I know. 
It is fan fiction. It was writing about a life of someone that was real. It was writing stories about the life of someone so that was real. So One Direction fan fiction is like the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it, but I actually have a list of things that are fan fiction. I put Kissing Booth on here because that's fan fiction energy, but I don't think it's actually a fan fiction. But after fan fiction, um, Twilight's kind of fan fiction. If it's a retelling of Pride and Prejudice, as everyone is saying. I feel like, so, that's a good discussion for fan fiction. Like, what what dictates what is and isn't fan fiction? Like, I feel like with Twilight, that's just a retelling. But retellings are also fan fictions. But, you see, that's where I'm like, what's the difference? Is it is it is the difference that it's in public domain versus not? So. Because there's going to be a bunch of gay great Gatsby's this year, or has I been. I think it is a public domain. And I feel like since it's in public domain, it's not technically a fan fiction. It's a retelling. But at the heart, it's the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Because when I typed in, books that are were fan fictions first, guess what also came up? Hmm. Song of Achilles. Holy shit. Wicked. To quote Britney Spears, holy fucking shit balls. Um, obviously Fifty Shades. Wicked is like the fan fiction I think that everybody kind of knows about. Yeah. Um, all the Pride and Prejudice retellings. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yep. Did you ever read that? No. Obviously no Fifty Shades. It's from Twilight. <laughs> that thing you sent today. Like, I already knew that too, but it hits me like a train every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every yeah. time that someone's yeah. like, 9-11, Gerard Way. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen yeah. Meyer. Yeah. Fifty Shades. 9-11 is why we have Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm always <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, the world is so weird. I don't think he would have started My Chemical Romance if... I don't think... <laughs> The Twin Towers would have been ran into if they would have known Fifty Shades would come out of it. Oh I think it would have stopped all of it if they would have just known. Damn. One time traveler. Uh, Shadow Hunters. The origins of like what fan fiction is in popular media is like late 90s, right? Like people were writing fan fiction before that. But like the idea of what we know fan fiction as, which is like publishing to AO3, accessible, like live journal shit. Is like late nineties. I don't know. I think so. I'm gonna Google it. I know that when I think of like stereotypical fan fiction, I think of oh no, it was in my head and it left. What's that one with Raven? Oh my god, <laughs> Raven um My Immortal. My Immortal. <laughs> I feel like that's also, even if people don't know My Immortal, that's what they're thinking of when they think of fan fiction. The modern phenomenon, this is from Wikipedia, like I always go to. Huh. The modern phenomenon of fan fiction as an expression of fandom and fan interaction was popularized and defined via Star Trek fandom. I did know that. And their fanzines published in the 1960s. 60s, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what hit me like a fucking, I was like. I did know Star Trek is the one that started like fan fiction. The first Star Trek fanzine. Spacchanalia, 1967, contained some fan fictions and many others followed its example. Um, it's crazy to think it was the 60s because in my head, I think of like Harry Potter is like what birthed what I think of. But uh, yeah, Star Trek. And, and probably then Lord Star of the Wars. Rings is what made it popular on like line. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then Supernatural is what made Abe. <laughs> Ouchies. 
and then Teen Wolf happened and it probably went fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> See, okay, so for me, like, I started writing fan fiction. We've, we've talked about this, so I won't drag this out again. But I started writing fan fiction in, like, 2011, 2012 with Iconic Boys. And then I went into, like, One Direction. And, but I was, cons- I was on Tumblr. So I was consuming, like, Supernatural I, I didn't read that much of it at all. Like, I think I read, like, honestly, like, three. And then I accidentally stumbled upon, like, a incest one. And I was like, oh, I'm never reading that again. I didn't even, like, I got, like, two paragraphs in and I never read another Supernatural fan fiction. I've never read a Supernatural fan fiction. I read three. And I lied because I did read an Emperor Castile fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said, I've never read one of those. I, don't, I didn't finish it. So that's why I think I didn't count it. But I read, like, half of it. And I was like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't, wasn't invested in the fandom. So I, w- I wanted to be super hulak so bad, but I couldn't, like I said, there's nothing that I'm ashamed of, um, <laughs> but I like couldn't get that into Supernatural after season three and I couldn't get into Sherlock because of Benadryl cum sock. <laughs> I never have seen an episode of um, Sherlock or Doctor Who. I loved a Doctor Who. And I've only seen up to season four of Supernatural. And then I was like, I'm done. But I feel like because of Tumblr, like the Super Hulak was my main exposure to like fandom. And that was a very specific type of fan fiction because it, the predecessors of it were like names that were getting big, like Cassandra Clare and um, what's her name? Oh my God. Let's just focus on Cassandra Clare. There's a lot to unpack there. Do you want to? You want to talk about how that's a fan fiction? No. <laughs> I feel like you did more research on it. I just remember seeing that she was known in Harry Potter fandom for plagiarizing fan fiction. Yeah, she would plagiarize other people's fan and fiction. And then someone was like, that's all, all what... Shad-. I remember I was like, loved Shadowhunters. I was like so invested in it. I watched the fucking terrible ass movie. I was excited about the show. Oh, I love the terrible ass movie. Like, I ate that. It was bad, but I ate it up because I loved the series so much. Yeah, I loved the series. I read, at this point, I had read the first pre- prequel that had come out, mm-hmm. was waiting for the second one, and then I found out, everyone, someone was like, oh yeah, that's just um, Draco and Hermione, or Ginny, or whatever it is, it was- fan fiction. And I'm like, because I remember there was a moment when I was in Powell's the first time I ever went there, and I had got a book, and I found it was a signed edition. And I was like, I don't know if I should buy this. And I was like, it's so crazy, because that looks like <laughs> and Hermione it could totally be them and then later on like a couple months later I found out it was supposed to be them I'm like, so my the crazy thing to me with this was like this was also my first foray into like this was you know pre Fifty Shades pre after they weren't making fucking Wattpad movies yet like it was insane to me that a like a fan fiction writer had become so famous like, that was, like, blowing my mind. So I researched her a little bit, but I didn't know until I worked with you. At blah, 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 blah. I know. When I told you, you're like, no. And I'm like, you had to have known that. And you're like, no. And then I dug so deep. So deep. Too deep. Because then I found out that, so, yes, Shadowhunters, as it is, is just a retelling of this big, you know, Draco, her, no, Draco Ginny. What a weird rare pair. I don't remember if it was Draco and Ginny or Draco and Hermione either now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Draco and Ginny. I think it was Ginny. Ginny because of the red hair. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Draco and Ginny. Because um, I'm pretty sure the siblings, the Italian looking siblings in the book were 
Harry and Hermione. Yeah. I don't remember though. I could be wrong. Anyways. I think it was Draco and Ginny, but the original, original, like same name fan fiction. <laughs> I already know, so I'm cringing. Was Ron and Ginny. I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna fucking throw like what the fuck? I'm sorry, like I respect anyone, you know, fan fiction's meant to be a safe space. Explore whatever you feel like you need to explore in it. I have incest blocked on everything. I don't, I can't read it. I can't be aware of it. I can't look at it. It literally hard stopped me from getting any further into Supernatural. Like, which at the time, you know, watching Supernatural was basically like, you're dying, you need a blood transfusion, that's the blood. And I said, I'd rather die. Because <laughs> <laughs> of one fan fiction. It's one insect fan fiction. That's the first time I'd seen that. I thought that was taboo. Which, like, a little, but, like, not enough. <laughs> Too many of you are comfortable. Too many! That's why I saw someone on Twitter, and I was like, I'm gonna check out the profile, and then they had a little card, and I was like, I guess I'll read it, and they're like, I do ship incest, blah, 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 and I'm like, okay, I can't follow you. <laughs> My thing is, okay, with fan fiction, like I said, I think it's a safe space to explore, you know, trauma, and things that are taboo, and aspects of society that we can't normally talk about i think a lot of fan fiction is amazing we'll probably get into that more later or not whatever but like what are you exploring with incest other than vomiting in your mouth i was someone that was like um if you tweet about mpreg at all like please don't interact with me and i'm like okay i won't interact with you <laughs> <laughs> thing is with like mpreg that's another like there's societal questions there that can be answered. There's flipping on gender norms. There's there's things there that I can understand why you would be interested in exploring that besides just like also like the weird things that Fairly Odd Parents did to my brain with Cosmo and Wanda. But like <laughs> like even with like non-con which can make so many people uncomfortable, I still understand like that could be trauma survivors exploring that. Like what the fuck? What the fuck are you exploring? Like underage and incest. Those are like the only two things I think I can't stand. Like I don't, there's nothing to explore there other than being a creep. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this isn't a safe space for you. (laughs) (laughs) D and I, if you want to see siblings have relations that aren't being siblings. I also feel like people like the whole, like my parents sold me to one direction that got big on Wattpad. Um, I think that's what people think of fan fiction. Because when I tell yeah. people that like, I read fan fiction, they're like, "You really read that?" I'm like, "Okay, I don't read that specifically. I've never read that. I I've never had Wattpad. I did. I wrote on Wattpad for a little bit. Um, I read other things. Yeah, probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> so don't knock it. I think there's two ends of what people think, like normal people. What non like fandom people think fan fiction is, and I think that's either like the Spock, like oh my god, you're such a nerd, you're writing about how much you want to kiss like R two D two, like <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I know. Okay, good. <laughs> but I'm just saying like that's I think that's what people like. Oh my god, you wrote a whole like fan fiction about how much that one sand twink hates sand, like that. That's what people think. Or on the other end of the spectrum, I think people think. Wattpad. They think of like mafia, like my parents sold me 
to One Direction bullshit. Like, and it's like cringy twelve year old writing it, and it's like my orbs landed on his raging hard, throbbing, big, sleppy, sloppy, sloopy member. That's the best part of fan fiction <laughs> is the popularity of eyes. You calling orbs? Yeah, his green orbs. It's never green. It was like some gem. His amethyst orbs landed on my swollen clitonk. They just can't say like say 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 vagina. <laughs> But and I think that those are those are the two ends. I do think that that's as far as you can go each way. Either your parents sold you in one direction, or you're jacking off a robot in the sand in Star Wars. You're fucking Timothy Chalamet in Dune, or there's a boy band that's about to run a train on you. <laughs> and then there's everything in between. But people don't know about the in between unless you're in fandom. It's true. <laughs> that's really true. I also think like it's insane to me that the longest running fan fiction is the something house it's like a show on disney the loud house hold on it's still going actually the loud house revamped is a crossover fan fiction of the loud house which is over 12 million words long as of two months ago holy shit and it's a fucking kid show like Holy it's a shit. it's a random kid show that's not even that popular. It's just getting kind of like the My Little Pony workover. Like people are really starting to like it. I think it, in ten years it might be like My Little Pony is now, but it's not there yet. I'm like, why? I think this guy's making it like he said. You know what? I'll build the fandom myself. So while we're talking about the diversity of fan fiction, which I think is a lot more diverse than people know, I think that fandom is so diversified in itself. Like, that Loud House one we were talking about. Like, it's a crossover fan fiction. Like, I think Mario's been in it. Like, he brings in all other fandoms, which is why it's so long. He's basically writing, like, for every single fandom in, like, I think it's on fanfiction.net. I don't remember if it's on that or AO3. But, like you were saying, Wattpad is kind of a place where you're going for something more juvenile. Like, not in a bad way. But, like, I do think it's a good place for, like, 13 or 14-year-olds in the sense of, like, writing style and consumability but I don't think it's a good place for 13 year olds because of like a lot of people have talked about, and I've seen this all over like book talk and, you know, book Twitter and stuff where people are talking about how young girls have been groomed almost by this like mafia style. Like my parents sold me, but it's like, you're literally getting put into sex slavery. You're making it alluring and attractive. And a lot of this time it's like 13, 14 year olds getting sold to, Adults. Adults. And you're making it look attractive. And I get why when you're 12 or 13 writing those, it's fine. But there was also a lot of older, you know, 17, 16, 18, whatever, where it's like you're just going into either what you've been reading or what's trending. And there's not really a lot of, like, nuanced thought placed behind the amount of damage that's that's doing to the next line of 13-year-olds that come in and they replicate it. And it's kind of just built on itself into this giant pyramid of like kink and like making danger and red flags and bad boys seem alluring past the point of like making sense like this is the complete opposite of the monster fucking point i feel like i made a few weeks ago <laughs> where it's like okay we've eliminated men we can kind of mold this however we want like this is like the bad man just reskinned with your favorite actor <laughs> like doesn't respect your boundaries. Like I think of Dark from Harry Styles. Like if you're a Harry Styles fan, I always think of Dark. Yeah, because but like when I first read it, I was 
18, 19. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, he seems crazy. But see, that's the difference. I was, what, 13, 12 when I first read it? That was the difference. You were like, oh, like, I'm an adult with thought. This is creepy. I was a child like, hey, that's penis. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always think of dark and just like how I kept reading. Because I was like, this is wild. Like, I don't understand how people like it. But then I ended up liking it, like, once things chilled out. But in the beginning, I was like, this is so creepy. Like, you're making him sound creepy. Yeah, and th- but that's the thing. Like, that style in Wattpad, while I think there's been more nuance placed on it as people have started to, what you're going to talk about with, like, the meshing of, we'll, we'll get there. But I think as fan fiction has aged or has progressed, for, like, fan fiction has matured sort of like and also that goes back to like some fan fiction is more like is better written than like the best novels i've read some Mm -hmm. fan fiction is out here like like okay i didn't expect to think tonight this is like amazing uh not on the line of thinking but when you sent me the first chapter of that one i'll say like i was a little in my bed like this had my little phone up and then i said (gasps) what from that (laughs) That I wrote? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I listened. <gasps> think. Not that it made me think, but it made me think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, not thinking, like, Pythagorean theorem, oh my god, yeah. I hate this, but, like, actually having to, like, when you read a novel and you're, like, enveloped, and, uh-huh. like, with fan fiction, I think the allure of it for me is that I can consume 25,000 words in a night, and I'm, like, I don't feel drained, I don't feel exhausted. I have notes on this. Where did it go? Oh. Traditional published um, novels focus on outside descriptions and how that affects the character. Fan fiction jumps right into inner monologues. Mm. And that's what it's focused on. And that's why it's easier to get into because, like, it's just how your character's feeling right away. You're not having to guess what the character's feeling based on, like, how they're perceiving their surroundings. Mm. So it's more about, like, fan fiction is more emotionally driven than story driven. I have another note on that. <laughs> um, because fan fiction is free and people are doing it on their free time and they're not making money off it, they're putting more personality in it. Mm. Like it's not so much about making this something that's sellable as it is yes. to make something enjoyable. Yes. And they're writing what they enjoy, not what it's going to sell. And I feel like I've seen that a lot with like, like, and especially like Rainbow Rowell. Like, people are literally like, this is fan fiction mm-hmm. in a book. Yeah. It's stylized as fan fiction because it jumps right into the action. And there's so much dialogue. Yeah. Do you think that fan fiction is so dialogue heavy and so emotionally driven because we're already invested in these characters, so they're not focused on building up, like, the world and the people because we're already there for that? I think so, because that's why sometimes, like, it's exhausting to start another novel because then it's like, you have to, you have to be emotionally ready to be invested in characters. Where, like, if you're reading a fan fiction, you already know the characters, you already know a basic premise, i.e., like, Captive Prince. Like, there's always going to be the one villain. Yeah. It's always going to circle around something along those lines. Yeah. Um, So you're already kind of, like, going into it already knowing, so it takes a less emotional energy. You're having to use less spoons to enjoy it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like... <clears throat> My intro to fanfiction was, like, 
I have a very nuanced feeling with fan fiction because it's like I was introduced to like the shitty Wattpad porn bullshit. Like I was constantly reading stuff I wasn't super comfortable with, like, and I had to like expand my comfort zone. And it was like it did feel like being fucking groomed feels like, but it also was like the only place I felt safe. Which was, like, such a weird double-edged sword as a kid. Where it's like, okay, I'm in this area where, like, I'm being exposed to things I don't fully understand. But they're, like, intriguing because obviously, like, you're a kid. But also it's, like, fandom was the only, like, genuinely safe space. Especially, like, with the internet. And especially with how the internet used to be. Which was a lot more anonymous. And easy Mm -hmm. to be anonymous. Yeah, because you... Well, growing up, I mean... I feel like us growing up, I feel like you were still a part of this generation where it was like you're told, don't tell anyone anything about yourself yeah. online. Yeah. I mean, now p- kids are telling them everything. Yeah, you have a card that's like, here's all my, like, yeah triggers. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, growing up, it was like, you don't even fucking say your name. Yeah. Make up a name. Yeah. Like, I, I made an AO3 recently because I got back into fan fiction and, I mean, I've never been out of fan fiction, but, like, I got back into actually, like, producing it, um, which Laura, Laura knows. Um, but it wasn't hard for me to think of a screen name because like I've I've had a million. I just kind of got to pick my favorite one. And it's like, it's crazy to see these kids being like having their full birth name and their username or their, like any of their real name and their username. And I'm like, that would like, that would terrify me at 13 for people to have my actual like first name in my username. Yeah. I feel like when I was younger and I was like on like those kid chat sites and stuff like that. Um, if I even like said my name started with an L, I'd like, oh my God, they're going to find me and they're going to kill me. Yeah. Like a stalker and they're going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like ready to die at any moment if I gave just too much away. Yeah. I'd be on Yahoo Answers and I'd be like, they're going to know that I like Charmed because my Yahoo name's I love Charmed. <laughs> I love Charmed. <laughs> they know too much about me. <laughs> I think we all love Charmed though, so. Yeah, we did. We do. Um... But I wonder if that's changed fan fiction. Because I think about, like, after, right? And, and like, fan fiction and fan fiction adjacent things, like Rainbow Rowell and The Kissing Booth and stuff like that, are so popularized now. And it's also made fan fiction so much more okay. Like, when I was in middle school, I didn't want to talk about the fact that I wrote fan fiction. Like, it was secret. Like, all the girls knew because I sold them fan fiction for a candy bar or I wrote them some because I liked them or whatever. But, like, if any of the boys found out or, like, anybody of the girls that were, like, didn't, you know, do fandom stuff, like, I'll stab myself with this lead pencil right now. I literally put, I was like, how has the perception of fan fiction changed? God, you're so good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like fan fiction, well, why don't you say your main point about, like, the way that fan fiction's grown? Um, Can I first talk? I mean, I guess I can say it afterwards because it kind of goes with my point, is that traditionally published books are going more towards a fan fiction vibe, and fan fiction seems to be trying to emulate traditionally published books now. Like, when I see fan fiction now, it's like, great world building, like, not so, it's not Rainbow Rowell, you know what I mean? I feel like it's more common to see well-thought-out plots and, like... I feel like people are trying to almost tease if, like, this book went a different way. Or, like, if this these elements were laid mm-hmm. onto something completely different. And it's like we're playing with more of the stories. And I feel like... And I, people have always done this in fandom. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think it's just becoming more common to play with more of the books. 
in a in a way that uh, reflects both traditional writing and like you said like traditional world building while still applying the parts of fan fiction that are so loved mm-hmm. and like playing with the same characters and elements and yeah also because now it's like okay i know tropes have always been around all books rely on tropes but now books will like try to jam pack tropes and they're like nothing like no tomorrow where i feel like that's commonly a fan fiction thing yeah where it's like all my favorite tropes are in this because i'm writing because i want to read it and now it's like you see books with like a hundred a mile long list of tropes yeah and that goes back to like um what's their name casey mcquiston mm-hmm. i feel like casey mcquiston like and starting the whole like new adult genre i, I know I, they're not the start of the new adult genre but they are really the pioneer like and i feel like that is like the straw that broke the camel's back on combining fiction and fan fiction and like blurring the lines between them was new adult becoming popularized because new adult didn't even exist 10 years ago mm-hmm. but people were like i really like people like you and me that were like i really like ya also really like titties what can we do about this <laughs> <laughs> i also have um love hypothesis holy shit i keep forgetting that book exists i don't because it's just constantly jammed down my throat i know i'm waiting for it to cool down to read it i'm not gonna read it i'm definitely going to i don't have i read ice planet barbarians okay i'm gonna read the damn fucking raylo fan fiction i'm so mad me too (laughs) i'm so mad i almost got it before i found out i was like this might be cute but i was like i'm not really yeah i didn't know either i didn't know either it's those fucking covers, dude, with the characters that look exactly like the characters they are. And I don't know. And then someone mentions it, and it's like I fucking get hit by a train. Yeah. Every time I see it, I feel like I get hit by a train. <laughs> like, no. It's the perfect um, social justice warrior girlfriend, Nazi boyfriend trope that I fucking hate so much. I hate it. And then just recently, I mean, I feel like this is a perfectly timed episode because it was just announced that Viacat. Com CBS is partnering with Wattpad so they can search through the website to find things to make into streaming shows. Yeah. I feel like Fifty Shades of Grey was like the first big one, right? That was the first, like, Fifty Shades of Grey was the first big one for like middle aged women. After was the first big one for young women. And that was around the same time as like, I don't know, it's weird because it's like, like you said, Kissing Booth, I don't think is a fan fiction. It's not, but it has fan fiction vibes to it. I yeah. think it's an original story. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to tap all these different markets with fan fiction. And like, if the love hypothesis gets made, that's also kind of a new one. Because that's like in between after and Fifty Shades kind of age group. Mm-hmm. But Fifty Shades was also the first time people were like, why isn't she getting sued? Why is, like, this is Twilight. Like, pretty much everything's the same. It's just in a very tall office building. And they're not vampires. Yeah. They're just, he's just emotionally a vampire. Yeah. It's literally, but also, like, it literally, if Stephanie Meyer wasn't Mormon, that would have been Twilight. Yeah. So it's like, people were like, why? E.L. James just said, I really wanted Bella and Edward to fuck, so I'm making them fuck. I think a lot of us said that. (laughs) I didn't. Not really. I never wrote Twilight fanfiction. I didn't read it, actually, until a few years ago. I've never read it. 
I was when the fourth book came out and they like finally fucked. I was satisfied with that. I was like, okay. Stephanie Meyer did the damn thing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. Do you um have you seen that clip of her where they're like, she's on an interview recently, and they're like, oh, can you talk about Bella's khaki skirt? And she's like, I don't know why yes. people are making such a big deal about it. She's like, I just feel like professional women. And maybe, like, when you have, like, something you have to go to, like, we all, most women have, like, a bland-colored long skirt. And, like, no. No, they Nobody don't. Nobody has a long khaki skirt yeah. in their closet. Seven like, people are making such a big deal. Like, you're Mormon. That's why you think it's normal. Yeah, she literally was just like, I don't understand. What don't you understand? It was funny because the girls were laughing when they were asking the question. And then she's like, I don't, like, really understand why it's such a big deal. Like, they looked so sullen. Like, they were, like... What do we say to this? <laughs> you can, tell they didn't. can you imagine us if we asked her that question and she was like, I don't know why it's such a big deal. In my head, I was like, they weren't aggressive enough. <laughs> Educate her. She's in front of you. Be like, Stephanie was ugly. And then just see what she says. Maybe she hangs up. It's worth it. I mean, she kind of said, like, Bella doesn't wear cute clothes. <laughs> That's so funny. She's like, Sorry, I only write tacky characters. <laughs> Nobody's issue was, I think, with the khaki skirt. Like, yes, that was like, okay, what the fuck are we doing with this khaki skirt? But I think we would have moved on. But then Edward was like, boner alert. I mean, Clay kind of understood Bella's choice. Like, she was meeting his family. She wanted to wear something conservative. Respectable, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if I was meeting vampires, I too would cover myself from neck to ankle. <laughs> cover all the throbbing, bloody points. Like, that. But Bella's really not smart enough for that. She's super intelligent. Like, she knows pie. But, like, Bella's not smart. If she was smart, she would have gotten that dick much sooner. She didn't finesse anything. I'd be... T- trigger warning for the joke I'm about to make. I'd be cutting myself up. I'd be like, resist this, Eddie. I hate that you call him Eddie. <laughs> I hate that. Anyways. Back to fan fiction. Oh, the suing thing. So, the weird thing is, I'm really curious how that's going to work moving forward. Like, as fan fiction becomes more popularized and as it becomes more, like, you know, you can't sell your books, you can't, your fan fiction books, you can't sell, you know, authors can't read your work, they can't come into contact with your work, but it's becoming to the point where it's like, Stephanie Meyer could not avoid Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, Like, she could avoid the book, but she couldn't avoid the show or the the movie, or like the elements of what was shown in... And it's like, it's putting authors in an awkward position because literally they're not allowed to read that stuff. Like Victoria Aviard posted on TikTok talking about how she can't read anything and she could get sued by the fan fiction writer if she were to consume that fan fiction and put any elements on accident or on purpose in her own work. Um, v, not V.E. Schwab. Um, Pacat said the same Pacat thing. said the same thing. Like... That's a scary position to put people in, and I'm wondering if we're going to have to move as a literature society to making protections for the authors of original works and the people writing fan fictions, because nobody wants fan fiction to go away. Victoria Aviard even said in her post, she was like, fan fiction's why I'm a writer. Like, yeah, she got the into the school because of the fan fiction she wrote. <clears throat> I did not know that. I don't know. Victoria Aviard fangirl. No, I just saw her talking about it. I really do like her, and I like her presence on TikTok. She's very informative. I've never read anything from her. I only know that, and I saw the one thing she posted about traditional publishing and how you get paid. I think you'd like Red Queen. 
I know you've told me that. I do. Even though you trashed it. I did trash it. But the like the longer I'm away from it, the more I'm like, I think I was just frustrated by the main character. And I've read plenty of things I liked without liking the main character that much. It's just it's very much giving Sookie Stackhouse. It's very much giving chosen one that is like my light's so hard. I broke my sister's hands and sorry, spoiler alert. I broke my sister's hands and they're the only thing about her that she can use because she's like sews really good. Hmm. And she like snuck her sister in a thing and got her sister's hands broken and she just won't shut the fuck up about it. I'm like, it's your fault. Why am I suffering? (laughs) Break my fucking hands. I can't pick up this book anymore. Break my fucking eyes. Anyway, it's just one of those things where it's like, when you have an over, I'm totally for overpowered characters. I think it's a thing I enjoy in fan fiction. I love when people take a character that's like a little underpowered in a book and just fucking ramp that shit to ten, a hundred, a thousand. I love a bitch that can't be touched. That's why I love Wanda Maximoff. But in this book where she's clearly like OP, like it's an accident. She's like, oh my god, I'm so powerful. Oopsie. Like, she doesn't really own it. I used to that. She doesn't really own it. She doesn't. She's like, wah, wah, wah. Like, blow him up. <laughs> blow him up. Kill him. Yeah, I hate that chart that's like, oh, I can't. Like, when the hero's in a position where they could kill the villain. And they're like, I can't. Because if I did, I'd be just like you. Not my ass. No. But. One, dead. I, lo- I love a good hero going dark. Oh, corruption arcs. I love corruption arcs. I just love bitches. I think fan fiction is also, like, the a lot of the time the backbone of fandom. Like, it I is. think. Fan art is obviously very important and like every part of fandom is very important, but I think fan fiction is frequently the backbone because a lot of the fan, even like a lot of the fan art I see is from fan fictions almost more than I see original stuff, like original scenes. That reminds me, I have this, I read this Captive Prince fan fiction. It was like one of the very first ones I read and then in the fan fiction it had art. Oh, I love that. Like a little picture book. See, and I can't draw for shit. I can't either. No. I can't either. Um, I feel like fanfiction is a really good place to also explore things. Like, I feel like fanfiction, there's so many positives to fanfiction. Like, yes, I do think that the amount it exposes children to is, like, alarming. And, and I don't think that's something that shouldn't be taken seriously. But I also think everything is like that. That's media. Yeah, that's what's like. That's a parent's job to control, not people writing fan fiction yeah but i do feel like fan fiction does have a unique kind of sick twist on it where it's like everything is so heightened that like even the like i'm just trying to go find that tweet that i retweeted and then you sent it to me about a breeding kink <laughs> that was literally so funny <laughs> i also saw one that was like okay like i get it right about safe sex but like that's not my characters. My characters are getting raw dog <laughs> by a stranger <laughs> in the middle of a bar. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like fan fiction is the only place where anything truly goes. Like whatever you want, you can put it here and it doesn't fucking matter if anybody agrees with you or not. That was the one thing that I had to learn. Cause like when I first started writing fan fiction, I was like, I don't want to make anyone mad or uncomfy. Even if I like, I didn't even want to write anything. Even if I knew I could tag it. Cause I'm like, I don't want anyone to like be mad that I wrote that. I never, I always wrote anonymously. So I never. Well, cause like I've always connected to my Twitter just so I can like promote the things I'm doing yeah. through a fandom space. But I didn't want anyone coming to my Twitter and like 
DMing me or oh, like being like you're fucking weird. Yeah. Omega versus the great trope for exploring social issues. It's not always about sex. Non-traditional abiodynamics are really fun to explore. That's amazing. I am so happy for you, but I have a breeding kink. <laughs> So true, bestie. Yeah. I do think fandom, like, ruined my brain. Oh, for sure. And I do think fan fiction boiled in, like, my brain. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is great. It is fantastic. It's such a great creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also planted a seed of rot in my brain, <laughs> and that rot has grown. Yeah. I realize I've been reading... You've been reading fan fiction a lot longer, but I only started reading fan fiction when I was in college. It was just kind of busy in high school. I did sports and read books. 2011 for me. So it could have, it's really close that we started reading at the same time. Yeah, I started you're... reading probably my sophomore year of college. Because I think my first fan fiction was, it was either Teen Wolf or, no, I think it was Teen Wolf. So that's like 20... 2012. Yeah, we probably started reading within a year and I'm of like, each oh other. Oh my god, it's been 10 years. Yeah, yeah, because I've been reading, reading fan fiction fan about 10 fiction. years. <laughs> yeah, the first one I consumed was that, like, Iconic Boys was sent to me on Twitlonger. Like, from Twitlonger. On, it was DM'd in my Twitter from Twitlonger. <laughs> and it was the worst fan fiction I still have ever read to this day. And somehow that roped me in. I should say enough about fan fiction. Someone got ice cream in their vagina. I know. <laughs> Yeast. Homegirl can definitely make bread tonight. <laughs> but no, I feel like, like I said, fan fiction was a very, like, a safe space for me, which I think is why fandom in general, like, on Tumblr, was very connected for me. Because, like, I can't see a puddle of water or any type of moist anything without thinking about Omegas, okay? Like, it has literally <laughs> rotted away my brain, but I thank it for that. Because also, I'm funny. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to it. Thank I think- you, Brain Rot. Fan fiction was its own trauma, but it's what helped me through my actual trauma. It's its own culture. Yeah, it was trauma that I cultivated. I think that's why it felt good. (laughs) (laughs) It was like I could tell it was hurting me and morphing me into a little monster demon, but it was a monster demon I got to choose the outfit for. (laughs) I was grooming myself. (laughs) Okay. While I was actually being groomed through the ask box on Tumblr. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> I feel like, um, like, fan fiction is the only place in society where you get to be completely unhinged. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can be as unhinged as you want on the internet. But not everybody's going to match your energy all the time. Not everybody's going to understand. Like, there's rarely going to be people that understand you. Like, if I go on Twitter and I just tweet, you know, farting and shitting on a mission on my regular account, I'll get, like, three likes and someone will be like, don't forget to take your IBS medication. If I do it on, like, my fandom Twitter account, they'll be like, what made you say that? Link it. (laughs) (laughs) I should, like, oh, fick, please. Yeah. Grabby hand emoji. <laughs> I think that it is the only place that can properly explore these dynamics as well because it's a communicative environment. Like, I read Kindle Unlimited and it's just as bad as fan fiction is with, like, shitty kinks and shitty men and 
you know, toxic relationships and all that stuff. Like, I just read a serial killer, Kindle Unlimited, that could have been on Wattpad. I am reading the sequel currently. And it, like, all the things that were wrong with it, no one's going to yell about in the comments. There's no comments. There's no interaction. And I feel like that's more dangerous. Because, like, yes, on Wattpad it's, like, bad. But then you can click on the highlights. And someone's like, dude, this sucks. Where's the penis? (laughs) <laughs> and already they've been called out and you feel validated for being ickyfied. <laughs> Where's the pain is? <laughs> There's no hate comments that don't ask for more dick at the end. <laughs> it's the perfect balance of what the internet was meant to do. That's true. I think so too. Like, I feel like on, like, I also am so bothered because someone pointed out how like on TikTok there's no anonymity. It's your face. It's your, you know, voice. It's you. But and people have like fandom, like what's that called? Fan cam accounts. They have like fan cam accounts and stuff that are kind of anonymous, but there's still an element of you in there. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't want to be like a grandma being like technology, bad progress, scary fire, burn. But like, I feel like the fact that AO3 still exists the same way it existed 10 years ago is really important. Like, for fandom and for people to express themselves. Like, there needs to be corners of the internet that are still just, like, they have too many buttons on them. And, like, it's convoluted to learn. And, like... You thought it was convoluted to learn? No. But, like, it's not, like... I feel like what, like, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook is now, where it's, like, there's five buttons you need to know and you can use the whole website. Oh, I I think that also goes deters younger people from posting on AO3. Mm, Yeah. I also like that you can, like, not interact with things that you don't want to interact Mm -hmm. with or that you can have warnings. Like, I don't know. Like, there's criticism for AO3 that they need to moderate, like, the type of people that comment, because there's, like, a... There's a big problem in racism on that website. Yeah. But also... There needs to be a balance of, like, yes, you have to moderate those things, but also, like, you need to let people write whatever the fuck they want. There has to be, like, a, yeah. a, a nice balance of that. Like, both those things, like, yes, it has its problems, but yes, it's also the probably the best place to write and read fan fiction because of the tagging system, because of... Yeah. That's something they could take from TikTok. I think they should just let people filter words and comments where it's, like, you can't comment this word. Like, yeah. you cannot comment these slurs that I put in this box. When I think of fan fiction, like the origins of it, I do think of Raven, Dementia, Darkness, Wang, Dementia. <laughs> it's something like that. It's really something like that. But I think of that, which is the Harry Potter vampire fan fiction for mm-hmm. my immortal. I think of finding out that that was parody and that they meant to write it like that ruined it. I was like, it's not as fun. I don't. thing is, I don't know if that's true because the person that that was said it was her, said it was a parody. They later found out that might not be her. Like, she can't prove it's her. Oh, thank God. The the mystery's still alive. Yeah. Like, literally, she came out and was like, it's me. I'm going to release a memoir of my life at the time. It was so hard. That was a parody that I was writing to cope with how, like, tragic my life was. And I was like, aw. And then everyone's like, okay, proof. And she's like, I don't have that. Oh, thank God. The mystery's so, still alive. Yeah. So it's still, like, up in the air. I'll do research on that later, but not, like, during the podcast. So if anybody knows that I'm, like, wrong, you can, like, tweet us. But... I definitely am pretty sure that's the case. Wow. Yeah. 
because it was it sounded like a lot of people thought she was just doing it to sell because she turned out she was like actually a writer like and that she they were able to trap some of her other fan fiction and it was totally different at the time like it was because i just love the idea of like some 13 14 year old just super unhinged thinking like they are the fucking shit writing this story yeah i love that idea so i never actually read any of it when it came out like i like ran into some of it but i never like read a chapter my first real interaction was with <laughs> remember when i said i wasn't ashamed of anything uh-huh. i might have lied I was at an anime convention in a Katara cosplay and I was looking up the list of things going on and I was going to go to the D&D panel where they were going to talk about like character creation and world building because I was like, oh, that's like good to know, like both as someone that plays D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, and also like a writer. And I chose not to go because I look, kept looking down the like roster and the panel under it was a live reading of My Immortal. <laughs> With like a whole cast what of characters. A good fucking panel. So I went in there and it was packed. Yeah. With iconic. like a lot of Naruto's and a lot of Harry Potter's and my little guitar ass sat down and it was the most entertaining thing. And it went on for hours. Like this panel yeah. was only supposed to go for like an hour. And they came in and was like, the Oh, the panel after you canceled. And they were like, Do we keep going? And the crowd's like, Yeah <laughs> So it was like two hours of a live action. <laughs> I'm so jealous. You lived the time right <laughs> so cute anyways fan fiction is super important i think that i'm really curious to see what happens because i do think we're in a time of like huge transition like you said with after after to me was when it was like oh shit we're really doing the damn thing yeah like 50 shades of gray made sense because i think it was controversial and it was so even though it was literally just twilight it was so different of a premise like, you could change the names and it was something else. But this is the first time a real human being was. Also, I feel like it was the first time that was like, oh, we're letting people know we, we do that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And okay. how popular After got. Like, I saw people on Book Talk and Book Twitter and in all the little corners of book internet being like, this is my favorite book. I still see it sometimes wrecked on Book Talk and I'm like. Yeah, again, this is a safe space. If after's your favorite book, like I said, I'm reading the second serial killer uh, (laughs) Kindle Unlimited book. But favorite? And it's Harry Styles fanfiction? Poorly written. No offense to the author. Offense. It was was written quickly for Wattpad, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't seem... When I was reading the book... I mean, I guess I haven't read the actual, like... I tried to read... Like I the read actual the first after? chapter while I was working at same <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was on the bestseller bay and so I grabbed it while I was at cashier and I was reading it same yeah yeah I I, I don't I think I read like ten pages though I didn't read the whole first chapter but it seemed the exact same I've read the whole first I thought you read the first book I read the whole first actual fan fiction not the book well the OG book. fan fiction. I don't think anything was different than also why Harden. I don't even know a single person. I've never, I didn't know Harden was a name. I thought Me they either. were just joking about Hardons because it's a little smut book. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just, it was weird to me to see like actual people being, and also like the fact that it's so sexy, like such a, like the movie is 50 shades of gray level. Like, smash smoosh smashing also the fact that he knows that it's about him 
Like he's been like asked, have you read? Why would he read after? He can't even read. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't say that too much or he's going (laughs) to write a song about being able to read, okay? Reads like strawberries on a reading evening. And I like to read for fun. (laughs) (laughs) This joke comes from the fact that when Harry Styles was 16, an interview came out that he did not eat pussy. It wasn't an interview. It was... It was people he was sleeping with. Like, yeah, he said he didn't do that. Mm. Yeah. I'm always haunted by that interview he did where they were like... And this was like back when Harry Styles used to have a presence. Like, people talk now about how he's just a blank slate for people to project onto when he does a great job. But, like, he used to be a person. Yeah. And back when he was a human being and not a commodity, a commodity I love, by the way. I know I'm saying he can't read and that he's just a, like, mannequin. That's for you, Harry. Yeah, love that man. Um, And it's, it's a smart business move. Whatever. Not my business. But back when he was a person, in this interview came out, and I think it was J14 or something, or, like, Teen Vogue, when it was still, like, Teen Vogue and not, like, actually, like, good reading material. Uh-huh. Like... They were asking all the boys that each had their own little section, and it was like, what do you like to, like, what's the, your nickname for a girl? Do you know his answer? Like, do you know where this is going? No. His answer was kitten. Stop. And I remember closing the book and being like, huh? <laughs> what was that? And I opened it back up, kitten, closed it. Huh? <laughs> kitten, closed it. <laughs> kitten, closed it. <laughs> It was like a jump scare each time, and I was scaring myself. And for the next two weeks, every single fan fiction I read was like, kitten, kitten, kitten. And I was like, we're going to be furries. What was the fucking Darcy? Yeah, when they were like, what would you name your daughter? Darcy. And every single fucking fan fiction has some girl named Darcy, and that's his daughter. I I had wrote that. It was a request back when I wrote one shot. One shot. Imagines. What the fuck were we saying? It was like we were all just having strokes. One shot. Imagine. I still use one shot because I'm like, what's, you know, what? I don't know what else to call a short. I don't know. I feel like we stop saying imagines once the, like, fake ones we come out with the photos. Oh, I love those. (laughs) Love those. Nile Horan. The one about, like, um, I think it was a Zane one where it's like, who do you think you got your heart from? (laughs) My favorite one was the one that was a real one though. Like that was a genuine like it. It got like memeified, but it was real. Where it's like Zayn walks you to surgery, you go to bed, and he says I love you, bye. And then you wake up and Zayn's gone. The like, doctor walks Zane? in. Who, Who do, do you, you think, think you got? Your- <laughs> My favorite one was the one that it was like two pages. So you see the first one, and it's like Niall takes you to surgery for your dental surgery after you're playing footy. With the boys and your teeth get knocked out. Funny. And then um, the next photo is like literally the same exact photo of Niall but with no teeth. <laughs> and it's like you wake up and this is what Niall looks like. Who do you think you got your teeth from? <laughs> I still see that like used as a meme. It's funny. It is. There's certain memes. I was telling my coworker today. I was like certain things are just funnier when you say it more or like do it more. Like, age is, like, fine wine. Mm-hmm. Imagines, are like, I'm going to be 90 in the old folks' home, like, on, like, a 2015 Google Chrome computer. <laughs> Just making memes of imagines. It'll be with the boys' graves by that point, but. 
I'll still be funny. Who you think you got the headstone from? Who you think you got the coffin Anyways, I also think fandom is a point of connectivity for people. I think it's... I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't think... I'm, I don't want to be like, the internet's going to shit. But I think that there there was such a creative and cultivated and specified edge to the internet before. And I feel like fandom is the last dregs of that. I feel like going on social media now is just like going to the mall was 10 years ago where you're kind of exposed to whatever and... You know, you accidentally see someone from school you didn't want to see and you feel like you're throwing up a little bit. Like, that's the whole internet now. Like, the whole internet is just a communal space, but in the way that, like, going to family Thanksgiving is. Yeah. That's the internet now. But back in the day, the internet was, like, going to your favorite shop. Oh, Ooh, what am I going to do? <laughs> we didn't introduce ourselves. I was Alexis. And I was never Laura. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole, I was kidding about the fursuit. I hope you're not mad still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot how to do this thing. Um, follow us. Yeah, um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LitBitchPod. Um, lit all bit. of our information is on LitBitchPod.com. We have a coffee. Go Rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry we disappeared. Um, I had like a huge mental breakdown and Nicole's still busy getting famous. So we're working on it. You are <laughs> the only exception. Okay, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. You are <laughs> we'll see you next the Monday. Exception. And I'm on my, my way, way to believe. believe.